0: Hey, it's Jay from Pacific Northwest Sports. Hope you enjoy the newest podcast. If you ever want a wall like mine, please check out Green Gridiron. They're an amazing company capable of making any of the helmets you see or any helmet you can imagine. Their link is below, and the QR code is right here. As always, you can check us out on any of our social medias. Enjoy! All right, I am here with Coach Bill Templeton. Over with Pacific Northwest Christian College. How are you doing today, Coach? Wonderfully. Thanks for asking. Of course. So, I mean, there's a college. There's JUCO football back in the Pacific Northwest, back in Washington, after a 42-year hiatus. How did that come to fruition?
1: It's kind of been a just a lifetime of relationships and things coming together, and um, it really is amazing that that it's it's back. Um, I want to tell everybody that CBC, I think with 78 or 79 Columbia Basin College, won the national championship when Clint Didier was there. My understanding is Walla Walla Community College still had a team, maybe even the late 90s. Uh, you might want to double check that, but I am I think it was the late 90s. Um, we've just had a need. And this past about, about a year and a half ago, our president, Bob Nash. Uh, was at a conference and heard about a a community college down in L.A. who started a football program and uh, helped them kind of get out of uh, COVID and so on. And uh, we needed a a boost and football was it. And my goodness, uh, I think uh, right now uh, I've talked about three or four players just today. I think we're going to be about 75 or 80 players coming into our, our year two.
0: That is amazing. I know. I know last year was a big turnaround. Getting the football program started is always a tough thing, and I, I kind of want to rewind back to the beginning uh, with you, and we'll slowly go on this journey. So, with Lions as a kid, you always knew you wanted yep. to go there, and you ended up going there. What was it like yep. playing for them? Yeah, well, uh, I'll even go back a little bit further than that.
1: I, I found my passion and love for football when I was. Uh, A grade schooler in northern Idaho. Um, I lived um, in a trailer park, and there were two high schoolers and a middle schooler. I was like third or fourth grade. And we played two-on-two at a little grassy area in the trailer park. And from the morning till night, and they taught me, and um, I just got a passion for it. I was a huge Seahawks fan. Uh, Got a chance to meet Steve Largent uh, this past March. At a Boys and Girls Club deal, at a garbage can, uh, when I was ten years old, I got it, uh, from a gift from my aunt, and Steve Largent signed that thing for me fifty years later or so. That so was pretty cool. <laughs> so amazing. anyway, that was my passion. Passion was or started with football um, when I was uh, a young man, a middle schooler. We moved down to the Tri Cities. And uh, I fell in love with the sport even more. So Ed Troxel, who was the head football coach at the University of Idaho, beca- before he came to Kenwick High School, uh, was my head coach. And so I was in fifth grade when uh, I was first introduced to athletic development camp, those sort of things during the summer. Saw what a program could look or could and should look like. Um, got a pa- more of a passion for the game, and. Uh, you know what football back in the 80s was just amazing. Coach Troxel was doing bigger, faster, stronger weightlifting stuff back in the 50s and 60s. And so we were kind of cutting edge in the 80s, even. And he had been doing it for 30 plus years. So
0: that's awesome. So you were there, you ended up graduating in 87.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah, we um
0: we we had
1: a very good team. Um, we ended up losing to Gonzaga Prep in double overtime uh, in the quarterfinals that year. Uh, Ron Hawkins was their quarterback, some other guys. Um, lost in double overtime. They went on to win state championship by 40, 50 points. So uh, we were part of a, a quality team. I got some personal accolades. And this will play into to the Christian College here in just a second. Um, ended my senior year. Uh, but just kind of felt empty. You know, I, I had committed to, to football and, quite honestly, it was, it was kind of my God. Uh, my passion, my time, my sacrifices, all that. Um, I felt a little empty at the end of that. I was fortunate enough to uh, receive a full ride scholarship to Montana State University. Uh, and that hole was still there, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to go play some ball and see what that's about. Well, um, I was now a tackling dummy. Uh, and I still had the hole in my heart. Um, anyway, a guy by the name of Joel Long uh, was on the football team at Montana state. Uh, shared Jesus with me. And uh, that's where the Christian part comes in now. And it's been a lifetime of, of football and Jesus. So it's been, been pretty cool.
0: That's me. And you were at Montana state for all four years.
1: Yeah. I ended up being there five years. I registered my first year. Uh, kind of a fun fact. My, first college game my red shirt uh, first game uh, we went down and played the florida gators when emmett smith was there pretty cool had around seventy thousand people chanting gator bait uh <laughs> a little intimidating
0: but but just a great experience so that's amazing are there any other fun stories over there when you're at montana state anything memorable well i will say that, uh,
1: that if you're if you're from bozeman they call it the cat Grizz game if you're from missouri it's the Grizz cat game. Um but somewhat in the state of Washington, if if you're a coug fan, you might root for the Huskies a little bit here there. Maybe. Okay. In Montana, you are one or the other. And I would tell people there was more action in the stand than there was on the field sometimes. But those those were fun experiences.
0: Uh, so I think that's referred to as the brawl in the backyard now.
1: Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And it, it it's no it's no joke.
0: That's good. So big sky football was fun for you and you enjoyed that. Yep. Yep. And then it says here, if I'm not mistaken, you ended up going back to the tri cities to be at Pasco as a teacher, but also as a coach. Sure. Yes. John Morgan uh,
1: hired me. Um, My father-in-law was the head coach at Kamiakin high school for 25 years, Craig Beverly. And uh, Craig had me thinned out, resumes to every middle school and high school in the tri-cities when i was still getting my master's in pullman uh, my wife had a year left after, there after we got married anyway i uh, sent all those out and john morgan returned my my uh letter actually called me within a week or so and i ended up there uh, ray reynolds a legendary principal he was a four-star five-star general uh, before he was a principal but things were tidy at pascal high i'll tell you um Enjoyed my seven years there, uh, was an assistant coach on a state championship team in 98, um, enjoyed that. And then I kind of got the itch to be a head coach.
0: And so that itch, it brought you over to Riverside Riverview, excuse me. Correct. And what was that? What, what, what made you have the itch and what made you go, I'm ready for this next step.
1: Sure. Um. My wife still jokes with me sometimes. We, by the way, we are celebrating our 31st wedding anniversary on August 15th. So,
0: congratulations, congratulations
1: Ellie, I love you. Um, I, I told her when I got to, I go, I think I can be an assistant coach and love teaching here at Pasco High for 30 years, and then I'll retire and go. Well, um, kind of fast forward. I'll get to the Riverview thing here in just a second. The kind of the it's that sort of thing. I found out during COVID. Um, even more so that I I can't sit around my yard looked really good. Uh, I did a lot of yard work, but, um, quite honestly, I, I had to find things to do. We have a, uh, a I wouldn't say a mountain, but we call it badger mountain. It's about an, an hour hike. Uh, I had to have goals. So I, I ended up climbing badger mountain 150 times in 2020, just cause I, I had to have something going on. So there, that's in me. I don't know where it came from, whatever, but that's in me. So. Uh, back, back up a little bit to Pasco High School. Um, I just felt like, uh, it was time to do something. Again, I'd have, I'd had my father-in-law, I'd had coach Ed Troxell, really both of them show me how programs are supposed to be ran. And so, and we were, we were very successful at Pasco before I left. It just was a time for me to, to go out and dabble. So.
0: And then you go to Riverview. And you were there for two years. What what did you learn at Riverview as a first time head coach? Well, um,
1: I will say this: that players matter. <laughs> when we when we went there, um, our quarterback is was Brett J, who is now the head football coach at Moses Lake High School. Brett was a junior. I had we had him both uh, his junior and senior year, and we won a lot of football games. And he threw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. So. Um, now, with that said, uh, b- being at a smaller school like that, you learn to be creative. Um, you know, you might have a 170-pound guard, but, you know, he's going to be a tough little guy. And uh, find, find ways, like um, Pete would say, is, is, uh, you know, work towards your players, uh, uh, their strengths. And that's what we try to do out there. We find, find ways to put players in the, the best way possible for them
0: and what was success looking like over there was there a lot of wins was there building a program yeah. that you left better after you that was there
1: were a lot of wins and i and again i think it comes down to, to first and foremost having a great quarterback and, um having a great quarterback uh, also by that that junior group over there we had 20 20 seniors when they their second year which for uh, i think we were a division a at that time um that that's quite a few. And uh, whenever you have senior leadership, you're gonna be all right. They just have a different perspective. and for whatever reason, Coach Troxel used to talk about this, the the metamorphosis from their junior to senior year is just amazing. Just grow up a little bit, you you get the idea.
0: Interesting. So you do two years there and then yes. you return to Kennewick. How did that come to fruition?
1: Good question. Well, I'd heard rumblings that, uh, the, the head coach at the time was going to step down. Um, and my father-in-law was still the head coach at Kamaikin at the time. And so he had heard say- things around the district that, uh, my name had popped up a little bit. And, uh when, you, when you have a chance to go back to your alma mater, you take it. And, uh, there's some very wonderful people who just blessed me like There's also challenges, um, I, I had a, had a name around East Kennewick at the time or from you know, my high school days and playing in college. Um, and people have expectations and um, you know, you, you don't always fulfill them the way they want, but we, we had, we, we built some cool things that Kennewick high, I uh, had some playoff teams um, kind of interesting stories. Our, our first year um, Kennewick hadn't won a game for a couple of years, so on. And uh so we won, win one game. We went up to Eisenhower and squeaked one out. The kids were crying. One kid said, oh, I hadn't won a uh, game and I've been playing since seventh grade. So anyway, so we win that year, uh, win that one game. The following year, um, we were, we were one in eight or one in nine again, uh, but we were much better. We were competing. Uh, and I think I, I heard Lou Holtz talk about that uh, in an interview one time that when you're building a program. First year, you teach them how to, how to work. Second, third year, you're teaching them how to compete. And then hopefully you win, You do some winning later on. And our third year, we made the playoffs, uh, lost to Gonzaga Prep up there, 17-14. Uh, and they went on and made it to the semifinals and lost by one to the eventual state championship champion. So we got better. Uh, we had some over the next 10 years. Uh, we competed. Some some Sometimes we were towards the top of the league. You know, other times we're in the middle just kind of de- depending on the ebb and flow of things but uh, we worked hard and and uh, tried to do the best we could and we we had some success
0: impressive and so you you stay at kind of Kennewick like for 17 years and you have success you have some lows of course and then you step away yeah why'd you step away?
1: uh thank you for me. that's it's it, it's an interesting question um we, we left the the comforts full at Kenowak High when, when we left um miles mayofsky i don't know if you know him he had a very good career here at Kenowak High school he he was a freshman my last year um there's a couple things um first of all uh, our two youngest sons um Joined us in 2010. They, they spent the first part of their childhood in Ethiopia, and we adopted them. And um, kind of a fun story there, uh, in the adoption process, um, we had to go to Ethiopia twice. And the second time, uh, we had to get embassy things taken care of in Addis Ababa, which is the capital city. So um, it w- we were at the mercy of our government and their government. So it's literally the ninth game of the season and we get the call and we got to go. So uh, it's the only game I've ever missed as a head coach, uh, but uh, got on the plane, uh, flew there. Well, my, my uh, brother-in-law, and Thornton, was doing a podcast of all the, the high school games here in the Tri-Cities. So my wife and I w- were woken up uh, to the Muslim call of worship in Addis Ababa, like at five in the morning. We got online, and I listened to the Kenwick Lions beat the Pasco Bulldogs, you know, 11 hours, half a world away. It was pretty cool. So anyway, back to why I, I ended up stepping down from Kenwick. Um, my, my two younger children needed a, a dad more than they needed a head coach. Um, above and beyond that, my uh, oldest child, my daughter, uh, has battled Crohn's disease. Uh, and she was in fifth or sixth grade, and she was just really having some health problems, and we needed to focus there. And then um, my son, AJ, uh, he was our quarterback, both his junior and senior year. And he broke his ankle at the, at the beginning of his, his junior year and separated his shoulder at the beginning of his senior year. So it was a kind of a gut shot. And that was my last year at Kennewick's. Um, I just needed the lots of life, life issues, specifically with my children that I just needed to focus in on them and get things going. He, by the way, is now playing up at Whitworth and which is, we are their first game this year. Uh, we're going up there. So he's going to play strong. He's starting at strong safety and I'll be calling plays against him. So that'll be, that'll be something.
0: We going to be picking on him a little bit in the back.
1: Uh, I might get divorced. <laughs> not of my, my choosing. If I do, you know, we'll have fun with it. He's a good player. And, uh, you know, I expect him to play hard, and um, his dad's going to compete, too. We, we never want to give him the easy way out there.
0: That's good. You want to compete always. That's impressive. Yeah. So you take some time off, and that was 2018, correct? That was your, your last year at Kennewick? Um, yes. My last fall was 2018, yes. So you take some time off. You're you're being a dad. You're doing all the good things, and then you end up getting ha- – How does this come to fruition in terms of the JUCO? You get told, like, hey, we're starting up a college. We're starting up a football team. We want you to come over here. How did that work? Uh, Exactly like you just said. (laughs) So um, my wife had
1: been working at the college for six months or a year by then. Um, And it's now called Pacific Northwest Christian College. It it used to be called Gather for Him Christian College. Uh, And we got that changed about a year and a half ago. So. Right at the end of COVID, uh, we we went through the process, the accreditation process, and and we got the .edu, which means we're nationally accredited, so on, which also means that we could do sports teams. So put that in your back of your mind there. So uh, two falls ago, um, my wife and the president and some other administrators went to a convention, I think, in St. Louis, and lo and behold. Uh, our president sat right back next to a president from the only other two-year Christian college on this, I guess, this side of the Mississippi. And the guy went through the, Hey, we started a football program. It really helped our school out. So on. So Bob, that was late October, early November, Bob comes back and presents that to me. Hey, what do you think about starting the football program? Well, my, my only hesitation, quite honestly, at the time is that I was going to miss my, my son's junior and senior year at Whitworth. Um, last year, and eventually I, I, I uh, said yes, and we, we got that going. But last year I got to see most of his games, and this year um, we get to uh, we get to his first game. We get to watch him, and then um, if uh, things make out, make out or work out the way we'd like them, um, I'll get to see their Linfield game. At the end of the year, and hopefully, we beat those guys, and they make the playoffs, and all that, and then hopefully, any playoff games. Um, anyway, uh, Bob presents this to the board a month and a half later. This is I'm going to say January 10th or something. Um, they approve it, and in eight months, we had 47 players. Uh, we we got on the field last uh, late last August. Uh, played. Seven games our record ended up being three and four we could have easily been uh, six and one we lost to pacific by five these are their jv teams they're non-travelers uh pacific by five uh, george fox by three and we had a barn burner against eastern oregon we lost 49 47 i think it was um and had our shot in all three of those losses whitworth I don't say they curb stomped is pretty good, and that was uh, but uh, that's another story, so that happens sometimes.
0: So, some has bragging rights currently over dad,
1: uh, yes, but he, he's a very humble young man, so uh, he won't be doing that, I would imagine.
0: <laughs> if he knows what's good for him, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, you said you brushed over and you said, Well, I, I ended up taking the job. Give us some more meat on that what were those conversations like with the wife what was the conversation like with the president and what really made you say i want to go back to coaching because you were so into dad mode for a long time and COVID yeah. hit and you said you were restless and you had to hike badger mountain 150 times but what really brought back that there's my old coach my brother's old coach excuse me he always said you know whenever football season comes around I get this itch where I have to be up and I have to be coaching. I have to be doing something. Even though he's been retired for 10 plus, 15 plus years now. But he's like, I, I can't help it. Are you that same type of way? Is that really what ignited that fire again?
1: Sure. I'll, I'll address
0: that and then I'll, I'll talk specifically about w- what got me going again.
1: Um, so, yeah, I was off for two or three years there. And, and some of my friends would laugh at me because uh, we'd be at a graduation party and – we're playing cornhole and I'm you know hey got to bend your knees a little bit more and encouraging so on there there you go so yeah that that's part of it um to my core uh th- this is the reason I got back into it i um i was a coach and have been a coach who who in high school i've always always taught the character stuff and so on and very very important to me we'd have Um, we'd have pizza things after, after game or after practices. And we talked about character, those sort of things. Again, I, I became a a Christian my first year at Montana state university. Um, and I I didn't want to just talk about character anymore. I wanted to talk about Jesus, the person behind the God behind that, that character. Um, our, our young people deal with so much today and to to me they need hope um we have so much conflict between all different groups um political cultural what whatever it might be and i i just i just think that um the lord gives us uh gives us that hope um i also have a strong desire to help knuckleheaded 18 to 22-year-olds. Um, I don't know if you know Darren Pointer. He played for the Cougs. Uh, his mom, his aunts were actually the Pointer sisters. Um, he, he's a friend of ours. Uh, my brother-in-law and he uh, are, are very good friends. But but Darren played uh, not only football in college, but he also played uh, pro baseball. I think he made it to double-A. But he told me once that one of his, his coaches said, yeah. hey, This eighteen to twenty-two year old time of your life is where you build the foundation for who you are going. You're going to be for the rest of your life. So, this Christian background, this desire to help young men, um, is is where we are, and and that that is ultimately what pushed me over the the top. I I tell all my recruits this, guys. I have I have four goals for you. Number one. Um, I, I want you to have an opportunity to, to ask and discuss and think about the bigger questions of life, you know, the, why are we here stuff? And, and quite honestly, at a Christian college, we're going to talk about Jesus and whatever you do with that, that's between you and the Lord. But I, we think that is the way, and there's some hope for you. That's number one, big question. Number two, we want you to, to get a two-year degree, um, that that's going to help you with that launching pad that we talked about into the rest of your life. Number three, we want you to get that degree with very little or no debt. Um, the, the need for a, a two year, a small school like us right now is, is this in the tri city area. We have some very good football players, but we, we're talking Pac 12 guys, maybe one or two, every three, four or five years. Yep. Okay. And big sky guys, you might get four or five around here. Uh, and then a Whitworth uh, and other private schools—we're talking fifty-five thousand dollars a year. Yes, and there's always scholarships, but still, it's twenty, thirty thousand a year. That's that's a 12, you know, one hundred twenty thousand uh, at the end of the deal. Right now, our our tuition's uh, eleven thousand, and after FAFSA and scholarships, and if kids apply for scholarships at our school, and they get they get money, no matter. The average our kids are playing is right at four thousand, so that that helps our goal there. So we have, um, you know, the big questions, education, no debt, and then finally, uh, I want them to enjoy as long as they can the greatest sport ever invented. I I, I joke around, but it's true. Yeah, big guys, little guys, knuckle draggers, intellects, you name it, they are playing the game of football, and it is beautiful. And they get a chance to do it for a couple
0: more. Oh. Damn near just brought a tear to my eye with how passionate you are about it. That is well.
1: That, that again, that's that's what brought me back. That 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 is in a nutshell what what we're trying to do here.
0: That is amazing, and I I don't think that gets talked about enough. Uh, the mission of what coaches are trying to do. So, you've had the fortunate ability where you were at Riverview. You got to set a foundation. You went back to Kennewick, and from what I'm understanding, they didn't necessarily have the best years uh, before you, and so you had to set a foundation again. Now you're over here. You have to set a foundation. What is at the core? When people go to play your teams after the games, what are the things that you want coaches and players to take away and say, wow, he does it right. This is at the base of his program. Mm.
1: Very good. I I love that you use the word foundation. Uh, my dad uh, ran a construction, co- a couple of construction companies for, for most of my childhood. And I tell our players, I go, fellas, here's the deal. We, you are building the foundation of this program and quite honestly of, of the school. And as you, you're building the foundation and the foundation, like you watch road construction, it takes months or years. It doesn't look like anything's happened all of a sudden and then, in the last three days, they put the mat on top, but it's all that, that, foundational stuff where you things get frustrating you get your blood, knuckles bloody all those things um so thank you for for bringing up foundation um we we want to play with passion um, we want our our kids to know that uh, if you're a starter or not you have value uh, something that that we we did last year is um before uh, each practice started we have a, a player get up and tell their story it might be and we try to keep it about five minutes but where are you from what what are the what are the highlights so far of your life and what do you struggle with and the, the struggles at first the guys weren't all that keen at sharing those but it's not just to, to say woe is me or anything like that it's like you know what we all have stuff we all have we have we have issues over let's let's do this together Let's let's come together and build each other up, because again, there's a lot of goofiness in our in our society, and people telling us that this group doesn't belong with this group and this group hates this group. Hey, I, I've told lots lots of our players, um, hey, I wish I wish this is how society could be, because we'll get after each other. I mean, part of iron sharpening iron is, hey, dude, you have. <laughs> let's, let's get this figured out. You're better than that. That's one thing that coach Trox always told me or taught me is if he was going to confront you, it wouldn't be, Hey, Bill, that's my name, Bill, you, you did this wrong. He, or you know, usually attitudinal stuff. He would say, Hey, you're better than that. He would always set the vision for something higher than where you were, you were hanging out. So, um, Talking about after games, how, how teams how we want them to view us, um, kind of a story and the messiness of all what we're doing here. So we end up playing a club team last year out of Lewis and Clark State uh, twice, and we asked beforehand, "Hey, can we pray after the game?" Until so both team, teams came, and great, right, we prayed. Well, the second game, um, we were going to pray again. We had, so we we're gonna we shook hands and all that, and get we're gonna get ready to go over and pray. Well, I'm not going to say which team did this or that, but team started talking trash, and we ended up getting a fight. Um, that's not quite the prayer that we wanted, um, but we, we are in a we are in a messy place. Uh, relationships are messy. Uh, we want. I tell kids, guys, um, Christians should be the toughest dudes on the field. You go knock somebody, Mike Singletary. You look at those eyeballs and the way he played. Um, Steve Largent, those okay. guys. Um, and not all of our kids are Christian. And quite honestly, um, I would say maybe maybe five or ten would would really say th- I'd say are are following the Lord, that sort of thing. But but they know they are loved and they, they know that um there's something about about what we're doing. A lot, of, a lot of them will say, Coach, I love the vibe around here. I go, Oh yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's, <that's> the vibe, <laughs> maybe not the same. I'm, maybe I'm blaspheming now, but you get the idea um yeah we want we want to be competitors play hard and uh, we want to to have the joy of of the game the joy of life now there are some things i don't like about being a head coach and or you know competition that sort of thing is so we have this christian message hey we're all we're all equal under the lord um you know we love each other But guess what there's also very real um uh variables in football hey best players gonna play uh, we're gonna go out and we want to win okay and i've i've lost a lot in my life yeah you know, i've i've won some big games i've i've won in other areas of my life i've lost it's it's not the winning and losing i am i gonna lose again of course i am and you win hope, sure hope so um but like coach Pete said, when he was at the university of Washington, um, coach Peterson is the only three things that you can, uh, control attitude, effort. And this is the one that, that always got me with him was and preparation. Okay. So we're going to compare to prepare to win, to, to be the best we can and all those things. And yeah, losing, (laughs) we, we, we as coaches always say that, um, I, I don't love winning as much as I hate losing. Losing is no fun. It wrecks your weekend. <laughs> and then by Monday or Tuesday, you start getting back together. But um, we're going to compare to win and prepare to win and see where the, the, the pieces fall after that. So
0: when I was, at, when I was in high school, uh, my sophomore year, we, uh, we always had like mottos to our team so my sophomore year aaron mall who's over at seattle prep now um he said our, our goal that year was grit and it was god relentlessly instilling truth and so that was mm. something that even in the fourth quarter of a game you're down by seven you knew okay well we're down by seven how are we going to dig our way out of this and how can we instill our will on someone else and so on and so forth right so it always had a meaning do you guys have anything like that that you have as a pillar of your as a pillar of your team that you're like Guys, this is going to happen. Here's how we're going to face this adversity. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had lots of mottos through the, through the years. you know, the, the
1: 212 degrees, whatever. that's when the water boiled at 211 and does it. Um, right now, we're, we're just talking about setting a foundation. Um, and loving each other. Um, we want we as coaches, I expect our coaches to, to teach, not necessarily yell. Um, there are times when you need to light somebody up, and usually that has to do with if they're treating somebody else on the team poorly and again, attitude and efforts are always gonna be something that 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 we look at there um, yeah but there's there'll be more that comes to mind here in just a second but hey we're 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 kind of trying to love each other
0: amazing What about recruiting because this is it's got to be new to you, right? You have to go out and you have to try to find or fill the rosters, right? So, of course, people are coming to you and they want to join the team, and that's a very popular thing. And you just described how you're paying around $4,000 when all is said and done per year, and they're getting the advantage of playing two more years of ball. But are you, are you going and looking out in Idaho and Montana and Oregon or in those type of places, or are you really trying to own in on Eastern Washington? Uh, great question.
1: Ultimately, we want to be the mid-Columbia team this whole Tri-City up to the Yakima belt, And that's how we, we've been selling it. Um, and we've had kids uh, from Yakima to Walla Walla, uh, Hermiston uh, to Moses Lake. Kind of one, one quick story about the kid close to Hermiston. Um, uh, when I talked to Coach Sandberg, he's the head coach at Whitworth. He, I said, hey, can you help me with some things here? Just give me some perspective. And when, when he found out that we didn't have dorms, And the kids, some kids are going to have to commute and so on. Well, we had a kid commuting from basically from Hermiston, about 35 miles away. And so then I've never had this, uh, this excuse for not making practice, but it kind of makes me laugh. So he, he calls me probably two hours before practice. His his family, by the way, his family is related to Carol Burnett, the, the comedian. Anyway, they're big cattle, cattle people down in Oregon. Because coach, I can't make it a fence broke. And our herd is in the middle of the highway of so oh, the family, a uh, family emergency need to take care of uh, their multimillion dollar uh, cattle industry there. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. The recruiting, um, it's been really amazing. A uh, couple stories. I was down at the fellowship of Christian athletes, uh, summer camp in Nampa last, last June. And um, my brother and sister-in-law are the, the directors of campus or for fellowship uh, of Christian athletes here in the Tri-City area. Anyway, they introduced me to the regional director of, of, Mon, of Eastern Montana. And he goes, he, he said, tell me your story. Tell me a little about this, the school. And he goes, I have a guy. And within two weeks, uh, uh, he was here. Um, he, you know, he he would been uh, recruited by some of the frontier league schools. Just didn't feel like um, that, that's where he's supposed to go. And then Levi Taylor all of a sudden two weeks later, he's in the Tri Cities. We have we have kids from uh, kids from Stockton. We have kids from Florida. Uh, we just had a kid uh, show up from Missouri last week. Um, it's it's amazing. Uh, they're kind of recruiting themselves. With that said, um, we've we've made. Uh, three or four trips up to Spokane, talk to different schools up there. We we have a, a much larger uh, Spokane contingent this year. Kids from Lewis and Clark, and um, a couple kids from Rogers, uh, Mount Spokane. Um, we we have a couple kids from the the west side. Kids from Linwood, uh, one from Maple Valley. So they're trickling in, and again. Uh, I think we're going to be about, uh, 75 to 80 players this year. Kind of funny story last year. I, I said, we started with 47 players. We had 12 linemen total starting the year out. And that's not just offensive linemen. That was O and D linemen. And the last game we played seven games against Eastern Oregon. We were down to six linemen. We had safeties coming up and playing, uh, uh, the defensive end and stuff. It, was, it was fun um and the kids passion for the game you know, was just outstanding but um, hopefully we have, we have a few more linemen this year and we're going to be able to compete so
0: that's good that's really really good and it sounds like from what you were saying you guys were competitive in every single game which is minus what worth but <laughs> yeah, uh that's extremely impressive and that's something that, you know, when you're talking to the kids and you're saying, hey, we're setting a foundation, X, Y, and Z, we're still competitive in every single asset. How hard is that? Were you, when you took the job and you knew, hey, we're going into this year, did you expect to be that competitive right off the bat? Or did you look at it as more of a, we're going to be building? The answer is yes. <laughs> it's both.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it, I, even when we played the Florida Gators in college, I still thought we had a chance. You know, we didn't, by the way. We lost sixty-nine to nothing. But um, yeah, you, as a competitor, you always think think you're you're going to go. Well, if this goes right and this goes right, things things will be good. But we knew we'd be up against it. But we we ended up really getting some quality athletes. Um, and and even more so this year, where or in addition to last year it was. It's really been amazing. We're we're really getting some, some quality quality athletes. So amazing. we love our schedule this year. Um, last year was great, um, but we we play Whitworth's varsity this year, and that that just happened. So they can anyway. We're playing that. That's my son's first game. But uh, we play some frontier league teams. We we play Montana Northern out out of Havre. They're they're coming to us. We're playing their their varsity um or whatever you call it i don't know travel non-travelers uh we're playing plu here on a thursday night we're playing their 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 non-travelers we have george fox we're going down to snow college which is one of the top five jc's in the country my understanding is they had 15 or 20 guys go d1 last year so we're going to drive down there and take where our are they located they are in utah and i I'm not exactly. I what, don't know what uh, actual town they are. So, and we play. We play a team from Ogden. It's a. I think it's a uh, club team. But I, there's there's some rich people in in Utah who have started a a program for uh, this age group where they they they're going around playing playing football. So, um, and Coach Camp down in Eastern Oregon. Uh, was the one that set us up with this group. We didn't know anything about about this league. So we got a, a game there. We have uh we're playing Eastern Oregon's uh non travel Well actually we're playing their varsity, but it's more of a scrimmage. We still haven't determined if it's going to be more like the NFL where you come in and do seven on seven and front eight and team are controlled, or if we're actually, you know, you know play some sort of a game. So we'll we'll figure that out later. Yeah. We play Central, Central Washington's JV at the end. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a fun little schedule. We have a team out of California that's coming up also. So, yeah, it's it's a fun schedule and get get a chance to play ball.
0: Yeah, when I was looking at your guys' schedule, so I guess how I found you, actually, uh, the, the idea of this podcast is that we're going to be releasing every Monday, and then as we get into our busy season, obviously, football, basketball, all that stuff, we're gonna move these podcasts to being released on Wednesdays and then Mondays, we're essentially gonna give a sum up of what happened over the weekend. Sure. So we have, I believe it's forty seven different college football teams at different levels. In Alaska doesn't have any, but essentially it would be the Pacific Northwest. So Alaska, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, Montana, Utah, and we include Wyoming. And so when I was looking, I was like, okay, they play them, they play them, and a lot of them are interleagues, so you're matching them up. And then all of a sudden I was like, What's this? And I was like, I haven't seen this college before. And I click on it, and it's you guys, and I, I immediately go, Well, this is interesting. And then all of a sudden I start seeing all these games that you guys are playing against opponents that are, you know, somehow involved in this bracket I have and everything. And I was like, "Well, this is extremely impressive and very, very cool that we have this." And a couple of researchers later, contacted the college, getting your contact information, and here we are.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really a, a fun ride. It's we're in a
0: honeymoon stage.
1: Um, you know, there's always going to be challenges going forward. Now, I just want to give a shout out to our president, Bob Nash. Uh, that guy's a visionary, and and he's not often with visionaries, um, they have the vision and then they don't follow through okay well this guy has a vision and then follows through two things um with bob uh he he wants to to bless our our players um our our players tell us that our uniforms are drippy which i guess means really cool i'm 54 years old so yeah we we have uh, bob spends money on uh, making sure that we have charter buses we have three sets of uniforms: crimson, white, and uh, anthracite, or whatever that gray is.
0: Okay. And then we
1: have have white helmets and crimson. I mean, it. We we look good, and Bob Bob wants us to look good. So that, and but he just loves those kids so much, and wants everything to be top rung. I, I will also say this: we have some donors here in the Tri Cities um, and surrounding area that are are really blessing us because. Um, it's a wing and a prayer right now, but we have some people who are, are really helping us and, um, the type of people who don't want their name out there, but who are, are blessing other human beings. And it's, it's really incredible. And there's some things coming down the road, um, with our school that, uh, maybe we can share in six months or so, but there, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff popping around here.
0: I have five questions. I know you're a very busy man. So I want to ask you just five questions we have that we ask all of our guests if you got some time. Hey, yep, go for it. All right, number one. You're at a gas station. You're about to go on an eight-hour road trip. What's your go-to drink and your go-to snack?
1: Oh, God. Lately, I've been going Diet Mountain Dew and Salted Cashews. I've (laughs) I've lost weight in the last six months. I I would have said a Twinkie and a – I don't know.
0: You get the idea. (laughs) All right, who's your favorite athlete of all time? Wow, that's great. Um,
1: favorite athlete of all time. I'm going to go with Steve Largent. I just yep. that, that guy um, didn't have all the physical tools, but he, he was one of the greatest receivers ever in the NFL and man of integrity, that sort of thing. So, and I'm sure I'll think of other guys later,
0: but um, there you go. All righty. Three, what's your favorite time of the year? Mm.
1: I I love the fall, but I'll tell you it, it's summer. And of course, I, I've been a high school teacher, so you know people saying, "Well, you get the time off." Um, there's not a whole lot of time off, people. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're working, especially as the coach. But the, the thing I like um, about the summer is we get to slow down a little bit with my family and so on. But in terms of the football program, I I love. Getting all the puzzle pieces together, and then and then see how they fit, and that's what we're doing right now. We're again. I think we have had three or four kids just call today that are interested, and um, there you go.
0: All righty, four. What's your favorite sports team at the high school, the college, and the pro level? However, you cannot pick anywhere you've played or coached for. Oh, very
1: good. Okay,
0: so high
1: school. Uh, I don't know much about them, but I did go to the, the De La Salle game when, when Bellevue beat them, broke their streak. I still have the, the ticket. Oh, it was quest field at the time over in Seattle, but um, I, I liked, I can't even remember their head coach's name anymore, but um, I, I liked De La Salle and I'm not sure why, except for there was just a bunch of hype about, they seem to be quality dudes. Um, college. Wow. um, I'm going to go dabble Sweeney. Uh, I like Clemson. All right. And then professional. I, I'm a Seahawks fan to my core. And, uh, I, well, there you go. I, and you know, people try to t- tell me I was a bandwagon guy a couple of years back. Ago. I go, I have a garbage can. So when I was 10 years old, people, I, <laughs> you know, I had, had the, the cool letterman's jacket when I was eight, nine years old. Uh, cheap plastic sleeves and all that.
0: That's a Seahawk fan through and through. Yeah. All right. Fifth question. Do you listen to country music at all? I do. Okay. So you know who Luke Combs is? I do. He has a song called Doing This. And right at the beginning, it starts off and it said, someone asked me once in an interview, what was it like growing up? Where'd you go to school? And what would you do if you weren't Doing this, so my question to you is: If you weren't a coach, if you weren't starting up a program here, what would you be doing? Oh, specifically, I don't know, but it would be
1: uh, engaging people, ministering to people. Um, I, I love relationship, and I love to see people get better. And football, football is just the the means in which to do it. I I tell people um, to me um, again. I want I want to help eighteen to twenty two year old young men. To me, uh, football is like the cute little girl who invites the boy to youth group. Okay, people want to come to our college. Our young men want to come to to play football. They want to go to church or youth group to be with a little girl. Okay, um, it's it's an avenue to to help build, build relationships and build young men. And so whatever, whatever I'd be doing, it would, it would be something uh, where I, where I could do that and help, help others out. And I talked to am a saint. I'm far from that. It's just, I, I feel like the Lord has blessed me. And um, Jesus said something about actually I'll quote Superman, you know, who much is given much is required with great power comes great responsibility. Um, and that's, that's always in the forefront of where I'm just, I, I'm very grateful for the blessings that I've I've been given.
0: I can see that. And I can tell you're really, you're doing something that I think is going to change Washington. And I, I hope more schools uh, see what you're laying down in terms of, the, again, that word foundation. And we can hopefully get some more teams like that around here because it's, it's going to be very impressive to see how this grows.
1: Hey, some about foundation, I wanted to say also, I heard this in a sermon a couple years back. I don't know if it's true. Maybe you could can do some research for me. Um, supposedly, at Notre Dame, each year, so an, a new recruit, a new player comes in, a freshman, and number five. Number five, this is Jimmy Johnson, okay? And then they go through and they, they list or they uh, say every player that's ever had number fives. For Notre Dame. And this guy was a senator and this guy was a and so on. So one of the things we're doing with our our players talking about foundation fellas. Hopefully, you know, 30 years from now, they're going in, and Dante Blackwell, he wore this in you know 2023, and now he's a successful this, that, or the other. And and hopefully, more importantly, maybe they'll just say, you know what, he's a he's a good husband and he's a good father. If we if we can get there. A lot of things are going to go much better in our world so